Now, you've worked for about 14 years on a book <laughs> that, that has an interesting story in itself. It's got a fascinating story about the creation of a book that I, I find fascinating. In fact, you asked me to kind of add a bit to it. Um, but it's a book of lists, and it's amazing. With this book, you have a resource for all kinds of ideas and advice, and it helps someone who's not organized like me get a little more organized and in control of your life, and um, it helps people who forget things to maybe not forget things as much. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful book. So tell me a little bit about the story of the creation of these lists, lists for a great life book that just came out. Well, about 25 years ago, I was uh, going to go up Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa uh, with a friend of mine. And needless to say, you know, I was anxious, you know, what do we bring? What do we do? This and that. And all of a sudden, he generated this, you know, document of about three or four pages, everything typed out. And he went, he had extraordinary detail. You know, he said, for instance, three brown cargo pants, two blue regular pants, three, you know, yellow shirts, uh, five Milky Way candy bars, uh, you know, two toothbrushes, uh, this and that. I mean, he had, you know, like a hundred things on that list, but it was in such detail that all you had to do is just look at the list and know that you had to do this and get that and you were done. And I was impressed by it. And I made the comment to him at that time. I said, you know it would be nice to have a list like that for other things in life too, you know, that, that becomes like a checkoff list. And, uh, and that way, you know, you don't miss anything. And so we talked about it and then we went to the um, Olympics in Athens in 2004 and he did the same thing. And at that time we finally decided that we need to write a book. And uh, it was about 14 years ago that we decided to, to make a list of uh, a, a number of lists. And we engaged my, my daughter in this, and, um, and of course, she had a lot of uh, <laughs> really funny lists that she wanted to add. Um, but uh, be that as it may, we, uh, we came up with uh, a number of lists, and we expanded on it. And, uh, and you know, and that's uh, the book that we came up with. So it's really been a book in the making for about 14, 15 years. That's correct. And, and the hardest part is not just the thought. You know, it takes a lot of perseverance and dedication to actually do a book. And I'm sure there were times where you started to understand that. You know, I think the editing for me is the hardest part. Um, what did you find to be the most challenging part in putting this all together? Well, you know, the, the, that's a great question. Um, and, and I would like to encourage anybody who wants to write a book Basically, you could sit down and write a book. You know, you're going to go through periods of time when you have writer's block and you don't, you know, feel like you have anything significant to add. And, and that's fine. And that's expected. For, for me, what I found the hardest was once I was done with the book, what do I do with it? You know, at that point, you know, you're saying, well, you know, what do I do? You know, where do I go? How do I publish it? How this and that? And and it became very easy when I identified somebody who was an editor and uh, and who specialized in doing that. And once I was done with the manuscript, all I had to do is just turn it over to this individual. Mm -hmm. And they went through the process of, you know, checking the, um, you know, the spelling, the wording, you know, to see if anything was, you know, uh, that should be omitted or something added. They went ahead and, you know, they got the ISBN numbers. They registered it with the Library of Congress. They, you know, they identified the printer, the this and that. 
and it, it was like a no-brainer after that. And it, it was it became so easy in my mind that I can't wait to do my next book. You know, oh because, gosh! How... You know, all you need is the idea, and as they say, fifty percent of the book is just putting down the first words. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you can put the first words down, you're done with fifty percent of the book. I had never heard um, so, that before, and I, and I think that is true. It, it's it's always the sitting there in the beginning thinking, well, what am I going to write, or can I do this, or is this stupid, or is this real, or all the self-doubts come up and everything, and I do see the thinking behind that, absolutely, and, and um, you know, but there were, there's a lot in this book, and it finally came out on Amazon, was it about, how long ago, was it two weeks ago it came out? Two weeks ago, correct. So for the new year. Just the beginning of the new year, a new book. That's right. And it's there to hopefully propel people in the right direction. I mean, as the title says, Lists for a Great Life, it actually talks about a number of very relevant uh, aspects of your life. And uh, and it gives off a, a list, a checkoff list, if you will, of all kinds of ways to approach things. Um, you know, for instance, you know, if you want to go on a trip, you know, I have we have the exclusive list of everything that you should consider packing, you know, so that way you don't forget anything. You know, it has a, you know, a long list. You want to go on a picnic. Here's a list of everything to consider bringing, <laughs> you know, so that you basically just look at the list and, you know, you know, you're not going to miss anything. But, you know, but I, I like it. I like the parts about, you know, stress and anger, mm. ways to deal with stress and anger. You know, it's a long list, but it gives you ways and techniques to be able to deal with these things. And, you know, and, and so it, it's helpful in, you know, in everyday life. Well, you have 108 lists. So obviously, when you started, and I think this happens in probably any book, once you get started, you start thinking, oh, I've got to do this too. I've got to add that as well, right? Did that happen to you? Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and we could go on, and we had some really funny lists that we wanted to add, but they were a little bit, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe for the next edition. Uh-huh. You know, we want to be a little conservative with the first edition. <laughs> well, it, it could be the chicken soup of the soul book of lists, you know, and just do, continuing to do it, because you could have a list for everything, actually. But you do exactly. cover some some really great things, including how to save money. I guess you have... What are the? Let's go down the list. Some. What are the? Give me some of the lists that you've covered here. Uh, well, we have. You know, if you want to buy a house or sell a house, you know, uh, this is a list of everything to consider doing. Uh, you want to make a will. Uh, here's a list of everything that wow. you need to have in order to make a will. Wow. We have, um, you know, what to do if uh, a home intruder comes into the house. You know, um, you know how to how to handle that or ways to 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 hide things in the house, you know, mm. if you want to hide valuables. Um, uh, we have things regarding health care, you, know, uh, you know, since I'm a cardiologist, uh, I discuss cholesterol, for instance, in, in some detail. Uh, we have ways to lose weight, um, and uh, we talk about, um, um, you know, ways to get organized, um, you, know, uh, you know, I like the part, for instance, how to deal with um, uh, anger when you're um, when you're driving, um, <laughs> and yeah, and um, well, I like uh, the one you say you have here. How to say no? That's a hard no, one yes. for a. Lo- it's very hard for me. I don't know. It's very hard for I think for a lot of people to say no. You know, and you have. I couldn't believe you included writing a condolence letter. That's a really hard one to do. And who would have thought 
of creating that. But you know, most people do not know what to say in writing a condolence letter. Um, exactly. And we also have how to write a thank you letter, but how to write a complaint letter, mm. uh, an effective one. You know, you use the kiss, kick, kiss me- method. You know, you start off with a compliment, uh-huh. then you get to the crux of the uh, matter, and then you finish up with a compliment. And uh, you're more likely to get somewhere by doing it that way. And uh, so, you know, we discuss, you know, ways to write uh, such letters. Um you know, getting organized, how to avoid being late, uh, setting goals, uh, um, you know, one that's, a number of... One that's hard for ahead. a lot of people, how to give a speech. They say that that's one of the things that are great fears for people is, is how to give a speech. Exactly, exactly. And uh, and we, we discussed that as well, too, and some techniques that you can use, um, yeah, including, you know, things like improving your image and how to stop procrastinating and to, how to simplify your life and uh, how to be happier, you know. You know, you could have a Zoom education conference on almost any of these subjects that you cover here. I mean, any su- any one of these subjects. How to become a millionaire could be a whole course for a year, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, saving money could be a whole subject. I mean, because, I, I, you know, I've been doing talk shows for over 30 years, way over 30 years. And, and uh, you know, it's always a matter of, like, what do people want to know? A lot of these subjects that you have are, are things that people really want to know. I mean, buying a home, that's a huge subject in itself. Selling a home, you know? Um, yes. These are, these I, are I really... Mean. And, uh, and we, we have things on relationships, too. You know, how to, um, you know, keep your marriage happy, um, how to be cheap on a date without looking like it, you know, so I mean, <laughs> ways to save some money, um, and how to be, you know, romantic. Um, um, you know, we, uh, we even discuss, uh, how to date two people at the same time and you not let don't. them find out. You, you really know? did. Well, I like the subject also, how to date a younger woman and also how to be a cougar. Did you, yes, did we, you, we in there too. <laughs> did your daughter have some say in that? Oh, she definitely, she's the one that came up with those ideas. I had a feeling. Uh, I, oh, I love this one, having having to travel a lot. How to sleep well on an airplane in coach. Now, that's a that's a great subject. That's a great one to have, you know, absolutely important. Uh, how to, as you mentioned, how to pack for a vacation abroad. You know, avoiding pickpockets. What a great one to cover there, you know. Uh, health considerations yeah, for international victim, travel. Um, yes, I can identify. <laughs> yeah. So so all of these things are really wonderful. I know it's available on Amazon right now as a book. Are you going to be doing a Kindle version? Uh, yes. In fact, that will be coming out next week. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, because I do travel some, and I have to say I, I tend to sometimes go with Kindles just because it's easier than carrying a bunch of heavy books when I'm trying to save weight on my packing and stuff well, like that. Well, I would that. love to come out to Hawaii and uh, do a book signing. or You or should. Come out to Hawaii and see you. We don't have that many bookstores. We have one. Barnes & Noble is our, our last um, real one. We Although we have a really cool bookstore here called, um, and I like them, it's it's Friends of the Library. actually have a store where people can, when they return books, they donate and the money goes. And it's run by volunteers. And uh, But they, they're not doing as many book signings. You know, during covid a lot of that stuff stopped, you know, as you know. Um, and I have to ask you, because you had to go into um, talking about what your list is on stress. 
you you were working through COVID under the, the most difficult of circumstances. So how did you deal uh, for the last three years with, with the COVID situation and at the same time deal with the stress and at the same time work on the book? Um, good question. Um, you know, COVID was, uh, was a very challenging time. Um, I mean, not just from a physical standpoint, you know, having to, you know, go into the office and go into the hospital, but, you know, it was emotionally challenging too, because it was a very draining experience as it was for everybody. Um, but, you know, to, to go in there and, you know, every day you'd have to go into each room and put on a, you know, gloves and gowns and, you know, and, and get dressed up appropriately, which was time consuming. And then, you know, sit there and worry about, you know, are, are you going to catch this from, you know, from the, the, the person who is sick? Are you going to bring it home? And, you know, so there, there were a number of other, you know, issues involved. But, uh, you know, every everybody, you know, did their best. They stayed focused. And, uh, and it was kind of, um, you know, it was kind of like a gray area in our lives. And, uh, and, you know, and, at the same time, uh, because of uh, because of that, you know, uh, and not being able to have as many social interactions. For instance, my weekends, which are usually filled with social activities, came down to basically none. And and actually, I kind of enjoyed that because it gave me a lot more free time mm -hmm. to to work on the book and mm -hmm. you know, and basically to relax. And uh, and so. You know, it has its pluses and minuses, and so I took advantage of the extra time on weekends to be able to, to work on the book. That's a very interesting way to actually handle that. I mean, I can't even—I mean, I know once or twice I did talk to you or try to, to get some information. Uh, on the few times, you have a very um, interesting Facebook site, and I was able to glean um, insights uh, from you in that real situation um, that were very— in. Well, they were very interesting and and it educative, informed, and also something from a personal standpoint, which you couldn't get from what most people were posting because you were seeing it firsthand. So you were able to see what was going on. Plus, you were able to get firsthand what information you were getting, and it was changing from well, sometimes week to week, the information coming in, right? Oh, it was changing so much that. I would make a statement, and then you'd find out two weeks later that eh, maybe, you know, maybe it's not the way people think it is, you know, and all of a sudden you're going, you know, where are we going with this? And and um, and there's, there's so much that we learned of what was wrong with our thinking, and, and of course we're learning a lot of new, uh, new ways to deal with viruses, and uh, it, it's... Uh, you know, as bad as an experience this is, there's going to be so much good that's going to come out of it from a medicine standpoint that it's going to help us, you know, with even common colds. It's going to help us, you know, with other potential bad illnesses in the future. I had so good with the bad. I had not thought of that. There, there's a lot of people who don't understand, and I, I don't, I'm not an expert, but I've been hearing a lot of people say that men have been having more issues with heart, with heart disease after COVID. And some people say they think it may also be because, a lot of just speculation, of course, it may be because of the vaccines. But did you see more issues uh, with people um, having heart problems after getting COVID? Or, or you know, did, it, did that cause more problems with men's hearts or anyone's, male or female hearts? 
it, it appears from a clinical standpoint that there are more issues that have come up, and particularly with um, arrhythmias, with heart rhythms uh, that we're dealing with. And, and there seems to be, you know, correlation between people saying that, you know, that you received a vaccine, for instance, within a week prior to this, or that, you know, they had come down with COVID prior to this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know the vaccine is a very sensitive issue. And yeah. I, and I, you know, and I don't want to, no. you know, say anything pro and con about it at this point, because there's no doubt that the vaccines saved a tremendous number of lives. But at this point, you know, the, the illness is not the devastating illness that it was previously. And I think it's giving us pause right now to sit down and to reexamine the vaccines and, you know, the technology involved and to see if this is really the, you know, the appropriate way to go forward. Um, and, and I know this is a controversial issue. And uh, but at the same time, um, you know, vaccines save probably, you know, millions of lives. Yep. But at this point, um, you know, because, you know, they were under emergency authorization to use the new mRNA technology, we went ahead and we did that. But now that we have, you know, a chance to sit down and really scrutinize this thing, I think, you know, we need to do that because we are seeing a lot of people coming down with things and they're attributing it to the vaccine or to the COVID itself. And so, you know, some of that, you know, is probably something that would have happened anyways but people are very quick to you know make an association between that and the the COVID or the vaccine and so sometimes it's hard to differentiate you know really what happened you know we're not going to go do biopsies on everybody's heart to see whether they indeed have myocarditis which is an inflammation of the heart muscle but we have seen an increased incidence of people having rhythm disorders for instance yeah Absolutely. And, and and I have to say the thing that shocked me is, of course, everyone knew there would be variants. I mean, there was no doubt that's the way everything works with a, a virus. But I was shocked at seeing how quickly uh, the variants would erupt in different parts, of course, of the world. So you were seeing a variant here, a variant there. And next thing you know, how quickly that variant would take over. And with so many variants, um, they seem to almost be working against the a current um, different vaccinations, and there would be variants that seem to almost stop you every few months. I, I, am I am I correct in that? It just seemed to me mind blowing that all these variants would then occur to to kind of change things, right? You, no, you're you're correct. Uh, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, the, the, there's this tendency for you know for the new variants will not respond as readily to the vaccines uh, and treatments that you know, were designed for the previous variants. And, uh, but they, they still seem to have some effect, you know. And uh, the one thing that we keep on reiterating is that if you're vaccinated and you do come down with COVID, you're less likely to get a severe, you know, life-threatening case. Uh, but at the same time, um, it's, they're, they're not as effective mm-hmm. at preventing you from coming down with something, but you will get a milder case, theoretically. Um, but, you know, but yes, they're, you know, we're, we're learning a lot about viruses that probably have situations that have been there for forever. But we're, we're watching it so carefully now that we're watching this thing evolve in front of our eyes and we're able to identify it. And, you know, and we're watching something that probably has been going on for, you know, from the beginning of time. But we're just catching it at, um, you know, with the tools that we have now and we're able to see it uh, exactly what's going on. 
It's 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 from a doctor's perspective. I mean, it it had to have been emotionally difficult to see the nurses you work with, the people you work with, and and certainly uh, the people who came in um, affected by all this. I mean, it, the hardest part I think of a doctor's job is not to get completely um, blown away and, and and damaged by feeling too much, but at the same time to maintain a caring attitude. It, it's got to be a razor's edge line, and you seem to have been able to achieve this. And how do you do that? Um, it, it it comes from, you know, just the nature of what we do. I, uh, um, you know, we're all good at what we do. And that no matter what our field is, whether it be medicine, law, engineering, teaching, you know, we, we all do the, the best we can because that's, you know, what we trained in. And, you know, and I, I have to give it to, to the nurses in particular because uh, they were there, you know, day in and day out. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, as physicians, you know, we would, you know, go into the hospital. We'd still go to our offices. I mean, we were... We dealt with a different, you know, aspect of things, uh, but um, I, I especially admire the nurses um, for their, you know, their perseverance and um, and you know, it, it's just, um, you, you know, you you do what you know you 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 rise to the occasion, if you will, and mm-hmm. that that's what we did. Well, you absolutely did, but usually when you rise to the occasion, you can come down from that, and the the emergency passes. But in this case, it kind of I mean, how many times do we think, oh, by next year it's going to be over, thank God, you know? And then, and then it's like, well, nope, not yet. And then again, you think, well, this time it's we're really going to be over by the end of the year. And it's like, oh, gosh, really? So, I mean, there was all of that that kind of was a constant thing that made it so difficult. I have seen, uh, um, you know, people, and I'm sure you've seen some doctors and nurses that say, I don't know if I can take this anymore. Have you seen that happen? Burnout? Yes, I have. Yeah. You know, and there are a number of uh, nurses, for instance, who quit, um, and and they quit at a time when we needed them the most. But uh, I, I understand they got uh, seriously burned out, and uh, and there are many who had families, young families, and they didn't want to bring any illness home. Yeah. And uh, and and I understand it just this really taxed our healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, uh, it's. Hopefully, you know, we'll find a better way to deal with this in the future. But, um, but yeah. you know, for right now, um, you know, this is a, a bleak period in the, in the time of humanity. I have to agree. And who would have ever known or guessed that something like this would have happened? I guess there were some predictions, but you never really think anything of this magnitude would happen. And it was a call for all doctors, nurses, and people to realize um the important role that um, you play, that, that you play as a doctor and as the nurses, the role that they played really had never been so as important as as, it, as we've seen in the last three years. I mean, I think there's still such great respect, but respect doesn't cover what has to be covered as far as the rest of the stuff. But I, I'm just about out of time. I have about a minute, and I want to go back to reminding people, um, you you're an amazing man, and I have nothing but respect for you. Uh, and I really appreciate you doing this book in the midst of all the hard work that you did. It's called Lists for a Great Life, and it's on Amazon um, as a book right now. And I guess next week it's coming out in Kindle form, right? Correct. 
And and it's really a valuable thing to have. It's one of those books you're not just going to read right through and say, "Okay, I'm done with it." It's, this is a, this is a book you'll keep going back to time and time again as as situations arise, right? Right. It's a great resource book, and uh, you know, and, and especially for young people, I I would encourage uh, you know, especially graduates, for instance, yeah. you know, that they have a book like this to to guide them in their life. I think they should teach it in schools, doctor. I think there should be a course on this. Absolutely. Well, I thank you so much. God bless you, and thank you for the work you do, and and thank you for this wonderful book. I'll be reading it, and I appreciate you making it. So a big aloha from here to there. Aloha from uh, from California, and God bless you as well, Cindy. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you.